welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. Happy New Year to you all. Welcome to the very first episode of Electric Liberty Land in 2022. A year so advanced that, frankly, almost every single movie made in the 80s was wrong about the future, (laughs) both right and wrong. But yet here we are in 2022. We can talk on our phones, walkie-talkie style, like in Star Trek. By the way, original Star Trek, not bad. I enjoy every one of them. Captain Kirk is a treasure. And as you probably know, uh, a conservative, conservative bent guy. I would probably say more of a libertarian bent guy. Good old Captain Kirk, William Shatner. But anyway, welcome to the show, guys. I hope you enjoyed your time off, the holiday break and all the good stuff. Hope you got real drunk on New Year's and spewed vomit everywhere. I myself enjoyed a relaxing New Year's Eve. I guess this whole family man thing is slowing me down. And uh, as such, actually, in line with... The eventual pivot of the show to a little bit of a new direction. I'm going to, and I've said this before, (laughs) I know I've said this before, I am going to try to curse less. For those of you that like the good old-fashioned cursing, don't worry. You can still subscribe to our Patreon. And of course, Good Morning Fuckhead, my morning rant show is on there. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. Of course, you could have gotten the debate between Spike Cohen and Dave Smith early there. You could get Degenerate Gamblers, our gambling show. You can get Conspiracy Corners there and so much more. But uh, yeah, all the cursing that you could ever need is going to be on those Good Morning Fuckhead shows. However, on the main show here, while I'm not going to curse I'm not going to stop cursing altogether. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I have the intellectual heft to be able to do that, but I am going to try to rein it in. Not only for you beautiful people out there with your sensitive ear holes, but also because my daughter now is almost two. She is getting to the age where she's starting to drop F-bombs and S-bombs and uh, say all sorts of terrible things. When she drops something on the floor, she's like, shit. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I got to rein this in. So there you have it. That's really the modus operandi uh, and why I am doing that. But regardless, I think it goes along with the more positive vibe I'd like to do with the show here. And uh, speaking of New Year's, you know, it's funny. I got this gift over Christmas. And uh, raining it, ringing the new year with my show. If you have the video, which by the way, the video, of course, is only on Odyssey right now because we are uh, once again suspended from YouTube for some old video. I'm sure when I play the clip from Dr. Robert Malone on Joe Rogan on this show, even though a billion other shows have have sampled it, we will get another strike. I promise you. So our time on, on YouTube is probably very limited. Thus, go to Odyssey. If you're watching video right now, you're probably on Odyssey. If you're hearing my voice, go subscribe to our Odyssey channel. I ran a poll asking, should we go on Odyssey or Rumble or somewhere else? Somebody suggested a newsletter with a video embedded in that. And that's, by, by the way, something we're working on. We've got our top guy, Justin, over there. Uh, he was with their social and our postings and our video editing, all that. Justin Campbell, who, of course, has worked on a lot of the Liberty Space shows. He is going to be helping us head up that newsletter effort. So we're going to circumvent the system. It's funny with all the advancement of technology, right? And me in public relations, I work in public relations as a career. Everybody gets so many emails. Everybody gets so many, used to get so many phone calls. Now it's so many emails that I'm honestly thinking about just sending people letters in the mail. I swear to God, letters in the mail because nobody's opening emails. Nobody's responding to anything because they're inundated with a thousand stupid emails from a thousand different assholes every day. And as such, we're going old school with an email newsletter, even though now there's so many ways to reach people with podcasts and video feeds and Twitter and Twitch and, you know, and TikTok and all this other stuff. But people seem to just want that direct communication now. So you ask, we provide. That's the market working, baby. But over Christmas, uh, the show I'm wearing today is pretty funny. If you can't read it, it says, I never dreamed I'd end up being a son-in-law to my freaking awesome mother-in-law, but here I am living the dream. That's the shirt I currently am wearing, and it fits great. Good job, mother-in-law. And the funny thing is my mother-in-law actually does listen to this show. Uh, my whole wife's family listens to the show. And as I told you, it's I've got two different sides of my wife's family. Uh, one is in Minnesota, and they've always been more you know liberty-focused. They've, they've all listened to the show as long as they knew I was on it. 
But what's funny is her father's side of the family, who now is, is lives in L.A. or has lived in L.A., they now are becoming libertarians, as I've talked about. So we'll see if I get another shirt next year. But uh, for now, thank you, Linda, for this wonderful shirt. Give you a shout out at the top of the show. Um, one of the things I, I thought was very funny, right? So I'm out. Uh, I'm, I'm chatting at New Year's. I'm drunk, you know, having conversations with people, getting along. All cords will bind you. No, no uh, animosity. But we're talking about. The, the work shortage, the lack of work, me and this other guy were discussing it. We're talking about Japan and the culture there and how people really take pride in their work, no matter what it is. Now, granted, Japan also has a very high suicide rate. So maybe taking just pride in your work isn't enough to uh, satiate the human soul. But people in Japan, you know, they, they really take pride in what they do. There's not so much of this expectation of... I should be something better. I should be, I should be something more than I am. I, you know, I, I, people say, yeah, this is what I do. I'm going to do it the best I can. And it's an interesting cultural difference between the way in which Americans view their lot in life, where everybody expects something more. Everybody's entitled. Everybody demands that they be given the utmost respect and privilege, despite the fact they might be doing something that empirically has little intrinsic value, but yet they want to be paid as though it is the most important job in the world. They want to be given the respect and admiration of their peers as though it's the most important thing in the world. And that's an interesting cultural difference. Now, it pretty much ended there as far as the conversation goes, but I was extrapolating just in my own little brain how you have to draw this back a little bit to the culture that we foster of, I guess, coming up in the schools, right? And, and the way we the way that our media is portrayed, the way that, that we try to tell people that everyone is a very unique and individual snowflake. And us as individualists, we obviously believe that, that everybody is an individual, that everybody has their own unique talents. However, <laughs> where things clearly differ between the libertarian philosophy and the, uh, I guess, the more mainstream philosophy is that we don't believe that everybody deserves to have a unique and wonderful life and be uh, paid like they're a billionaire and be uh, entitled to have a life of luxury and leisure. And that certain people probably are simply not fit to have those jobs. They simply are not mentally fit. They're not, uh, you know, as far as their moral character fit, they might not have the right psychotic environment around them. You know, maybe their brains aren't firing quite right. If you know what I mean, to be able to handle certain high profile positions, high profile, uh, places in society, let's say. Now, I'm not getting into that whole, you know, studs and duds of society, how we need the peons to keep the world churning type of thing. But in regards to that, and this is what I was saying to the guy as well, because we we're talking about how the different pay structures are trying to put into place. And, and my argument again to him was that while you have certain cultures where people are paid well, like in and out you know, Burger pays its employees very well, but they also probably attract better employees because of that. There are certain people in the world who simply cannot warrant the amount of money that they're being paid. You know, you're not going to, if you're in and out burger, you're probably not hiring the mentally deficient kid to work there, right? Because they simply can't keep up. Maybe you can fit one of them in, but it's such a busy environment. There's so many people going through there. You probably can't afford to hire that many people that are just simply dullards. Now, if you're McDonald's, you can, because you're paying way, you're, you're paying less wages. Uh, you can afford to put that into place. And if you expunge that ability from society, right? By forcing through these mandatory minimum wage laws. Well, all you're going to do is end up with people who would like to work that might not be on the highest rung of society intellectually or IQ wise. These people are now no longer going to get a job. They're going to simply be sitting in homes. They're going to be simply sitting in daycares rather than pulling in money, doing something that brings them, you know, really probably gives them a lot of confidence, gives them a lot of self-esteem to be able to do that job. They probably look forward to doing that job rather than doing that. Now you have them become an onus on everybody where they're going to be in homes. They have to be watched. They have to be supervised because they are not able to function society on their own. Or you simply have people that are not, not looking at this as a stepping stone job, right? People that are early coming out of college, people that are looking to do something better. And yes, you should dream that you can be better. But when reality doesn't meet that expectation, you can't simply expect that the world is going to kowtow to you and push you forward, despite the fact that you are not worthy of it. And this is a stepping stone job for most people and that it's a introductory job flipping burgers or working at a, as a busboy or as a car washer, whatever it might be. I did all sorts of menial jobs when I was growing up. 
These are stepping stone jobs, not meant to be full-time gigs. And if they are full-time gigs, you have people expecting and entitled to be treated as though they are worthy of everyone's admiration as worthy of as uh that you know this is why i think a lot of people have these issues when in restaurants where they get so upset where they start fights with customers where they start doing they have such an attitude about i deserve more i deserve far more than what i'm getting even though they probably are making at this point because of the mandates a wage which is arguably a quote-unquote living wage but that's still not enough because it's never enough because they're always told you deserve more. You should be more. You are more than this when simply factually you are not more. And you know what? Sometimes that's okay. I think one of the great failings in society is to, is to convince people that they always have to be better uh, rather than saying you're okay as you are. And we've gotten away from that, right? We've got away from telling people you're, you're just, you're just, you're okay just as you are. So all of you out there, happy new year. You're okay as you are. If you don't become something fantastic, that's okay. If you have ambition to do so, that's great. But if it doesn't work out, tough shit. Take your lot in life and accept it and find happiness somewhere else. Your work does not define you. What you do every day should help to make your life a better thing, but it doesn't mean that you have to live and identify by what you do. I know I certainly don't. It helps me in what I do here. I've certainly become good at what I do, but it doesn't define me as a person, nor should it define anybody. There is solace in hobbies, in friends, in loved ones, etc. Oh, by the way, yeah, you know, before I forget, I didn't even mean to get off on that rant, but you know, these things happen. Um, I want to play this real quick video for you. Because I found it, I was talking about New Year's Eve. God, I got off on the rant. Uh, I was talking about New Year's Eve, and I thought it was so funny. I, I got home from our friend's house, you know, the kids early. And so I'm watching the New Year's Eve, and Pete Davidson and Miley Cyrus are on there. It's just ridiculous because Miley's not wearing a mask. Pete's not wearing a mask. No one's wearing a mask. And granted, I don't really particularly like Pete Davidson. I do enjoy Miley Cyrus. I didn't realize she sounds like a 70 year old waitress when she speaks, which was very funny. But they're out there. Nobody's masked on stage. None of the band is masked. None of the backup singers are masked. Nobody on stage is masked at all. And then they come out with these acts. The acts are not masked. But the dancers next to the or the, the main attractions are masked. Only the backup dancers. <laughs> Only the backup dancers. And I couldn't help thinking how idiotic this theater is that these people are trying to, to convince us of now. Nobody else is wearing a mask but the backup dancers. Why them? Why just them? Were they, did they not have to get vaccinated? I'm sure they did. Did they not get tested before the show? I'm sure they did. This is just fucking theater. Oh, yes, done. No cursing, Brian. <laughs> this is just absurd theater. And we'll get around to that, too, with the million case race, as I like to call it now. But first, I want to show you. So I'm flipping around. And during the commercials, I'm like, all right, let's see what else is on. And I came across CNN's New Year's Eve show, which is so funny because CNN puts itself out there as this incredible source of unbiased news, of real professionalism. Remember, an apple is an apple. Now, if you're watching CNN's rocking New Year's Eve, whatever they call it, New Year's Eve uh, big gay bash, because it seems like every single person on the show is gay that they bring on. But the big gay bash, they get unbelievably hammered. All of them. Don Lemon's out there slurring and dancing and twerking and, and making things uncomfortable with racial questions, of course, as he would. But the real the real jewel in the crown for CNN's Big Gay New Year's bash was this clip of uh, Andy Cohen just going off on <laughs> Bill de Blasio. So let me play this real quick for you guys. Let me mute myself so I don't get double blasted here and I'll, and I'll, I'll play this quick. Let me tell you something. Oh, please. Tell us something, Andy. Watching Mayor de Blasio oh, don't go on a rant. Do his don't go on a rant. victory lap Dance <laughs> after four years of the, the crappiest term as the mayor of New York. The That's only thing the that Democrats and Republicans can That's agree how, on I mean, is, is what a horrible mayor he has he, been. Wow. So 
Sayonara, sucker. Wow. 2022. I mean, it's a new year. Because guess what? I have a feeling of which, I'm going to be standing right here which. next year. And you know who I'm not going to be looking at? Dancing as the city comes apart. You. Look. Uh, there you go. Uh, hilarious. So that was Andy Cohen going just a ape, ape shit on uh, Bill de Blasio, and rightly so. Now, the funny thing, of course, is that Bill de Blasio has done so much to hurt New Yorkers, New York City, his vaccine mandates, his vaccine passports. All these things are terrible. And I talked about this on uh, on GMF, uh, my, uh, my rant thing on Patreon. The new mayor comes in, right? And they elected this guy to be a replacement to get the law and order back into place. He does the exact same thing. He keeps the mandates in place, right? He keeps the vaccine passports in place. He keeps the masking rules in place. He keeps all the things in place that don't make any sense. And New York City, by the way, and Florida just set record highs for COVID cases, showing you that none of this stuff matters because Florida doesn't have a vaccine mandate. They don't have vaccine passports. They don't have masking rules. I was just there in Tampa with my family. I may go next week. If the Eagles win this week, They'll probably be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the uh, football playoffs. The NFL football playoffs, not the forthcoming USFL. I may fly down there and go see the game with my dad. I'm looking forward to not wearing a mask. But you have New York City and Florida, right? They have the same cases. They, they, they both shot up because COVID is the most, this Omicron variant is the most spreadable. It spreads faster than HPV in Scottsdale, Arizona over spring break, which I think is where Jason Stapleton lives now, by the way. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> but it spreads faster than anything. I mean, it's, it's like, clearly, we are living in a world in which the mass psychosis is occurring because these people do not want to cede their authority. Even even a guy that's been brought in to undo the evils of his predecessor is doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on failed policies. I'm not going to say my bad people theory once again, but you guys know it already why they're not going to back off of this. They have these things in place. They have the passports in place. They have the tracking software in place. We know that they can already... Figure out where you are, who you're protesting with, what you're doing. We see the authoritarian responses in places like Amsterdam, who sick literal attack dogs and beat people with batons for daring to protest against vaccine mandates and vaccine passports in this city in which they live. The beautiful city of Amsterdam, which we all thought was a very chill place, but apparently not so chill to let you go outside without a mask on or without a vaccine passport, without being attacked by dogs over something which is at this point basically as mild or milder than the everyday flu. But let me go ahead and transition into this little clippy clip clip so we can talk about what's happening. And again, this is from Joe Rogan's show. Dr. Robert Malone went on there. He suggests we're living through mass formation psychosis. I'll play this minute and a 40 second clip, which uh, this guy, Mythinformed Mike or MKE, has uh, shared on Twitter and I don't even give a damn if I have a, an issue with YouTube because, again, we're, we're not going to be concerned about it. It doesn't matter anymore. What's the point? They're, they're going to pull us at some point anyway, so I might as well start. So let me mute myself here, and we'll play this. When you have a society that has become decoupled from each other and has free-floating anxiety and a sense that things don't make sense, we can't understand it. And then their attention gets focused by a leader or a series of events on one small point, just like hypnosis. They literally become hypnotized and can be led anywhere. And one of the aspects of that phenomena is the people that they identify as their leaders, the ones typically that come in and say, you have this pain and I can solve it for you. I and I alone okay, can fix this problem for you. Okay, Then they will lead, they will follow that person. Through, it doesn't matter whether they lie to them or whatever. The data are irrelevant. And furthermore, anybody who questions that narrative is to be immediately attacked. They are the other. <clears throat> this is central to mass formation psychosis. And this is what has happened. We had all those conditions. If you remember back before 2019, 
Everybody was complaining. The world doesn't make sense. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and we're all isolated from each other. We're all on our little tools. We're not connected socially anymore, except through social media. Um, and then this thing happened and everybody focused on it. That is how mass formation psychosis happens. And that is what's happened here. So there you go. Right. I couldn't agree with more. Now, not to toot my own horn too much here. I've been talking about this exact same thing for years. I've been talking about it in regards to why I think social media is cancerous in regards to big tech and the algorithms they feed us. And also not only that, but in regards to every single thing that you see rolled out in recent years by the government, right? Not just COVID. COVID's the biggest one. COVID is the most bold move, at least until climate change and what this, we'll see what they're going to do with that. But all of these divisive topics have been rolled out. Now, my opinion was that these are not only designed to create this mass formation psychosis and to fuel it, which is what's happening by introducing, again, climate change, trans issues, um, education issues, race issues. All of these things are literally designed, you know, playing up the Trump, to, the Trump versus non-Trumpers, immigration, they're going to take your jobs. All of these things are introduced because they know that they are absolutely divisive when played correctly to the American population. And if they keep us divided, if they keep us attacking each other, that we will not be able to communicate properly and realize that we don't have much, really, when you get down to it, indifference with each other. That most people view a more common correction or solution to the problem. Most people are not black and white, dyed in the wool. I am completely anti-immigration or I am I, I completely think that uh, that race is the most important thing in the world or that I completely think that we are all going to die from climate change. But that's the way in which we're delivered this information. That's the way in which the media portrays it. That's the way in which every article written is portraying. This is the way that the politicians portray it. This is the way that the special interest scientists portray it. And of course, this is echoed and perpetuated through social media algorithms, through social media sharing and search results. Now, my theory behind it is that, again, they're trying to attack the nuclear family. They're trying to attack your friend groups because if you remove those, if you keep people hating each other and look at what's happened through Trump, through climate change, through trans issues, through gay issues, through race issues, you have people saying, I no longer can value that person's opinion because they don't agree with me 100% on abortion, whatever it might be, right? Any of these issues that they played up and made so such a third rail that you have families broken up. You have parents refusing to eat uh, dinner with their children. You have children refusing to eat, eat Thanksgiving dinner with their parents. You have friends that refuse to talk to each other and that have died. And over COVID, you talk about a way to accelerate this to a new level. Over COVID, you now have people locked in their homes and you have that ability where usually... If you had some disagreements with your friends, maybe you, maybe even with these divisive issues being constantly pushed forward to create this mass formation psychosis among us, where we just get convinced that reality is what we're being taught by the leadership, which is what Malone's talking about there, right? Top down delivered narratives to keep us convinced, to keep us that they're the only people that can save us from these great and all powerful issues that so many people hate us on and we hate so many people on. If we actually went out and hung out together kept doing the regular things, there is a pattern that's set within humans, right? Humans want to be around other creatures. We are social animals for the most part. COVID gave the perfect opportunity to cut that off. And I know so many people that I don't really see much anymore after COVID because it was just a convenient way, right, for people that were not necessarily in that main core friend group to just kind of let those people fade away. And so many people did. And of course, for me, you know, I, I'm probably on everybody's uh, shit list as the, the libertarian, but because of my other personality traits, um, you know, just being an overall good person, being a loyal friend, being a kind guy, generous guy, people still keep me around, right? And I also, you know, perspective as well. I don't just simply want to scream at people all the time. I, I try to talk to people. But so many of these people, because of these divisive issues, because of this mass formation psychosis, wherein you, you view climate change, you've been taught it as we're all going to die. And if, if Johnny over there doesn't believe in climate change, well, he is out to kill you. And if you don't see Johnny at the bar, if you're not going to get a beer, if you're not going to get a sandwich, if your kids are interacting because none of them are in school and all the playgrounds are roped off. 
Well, you're not seeing Johnny anymore. You're not talking to Johnny anymore. And it's that much easier for them to consolidate power and make sure that that psychosis stays in place, that you're not going to get a different perspective, that you're not going to talk it out and realize that things aren't so different, that you've misunderstood someone's perception. No. COVID was the perfect way to make sure people got ingrained, their egos were identified with these topics, and that they were unbreakable in so many ways. Now, what's the good news about this? Well, the good news about this is that the United States just passed 1 million COVID cases! I know, it's great news. I'm excited. USA! USA. No, thank God. I'm, I'm very excited. You know, somebody asked me, I think it might have been uh might have been Stephanie, uh one of our, our listeners and big patrons, you know, what am I what am I most excited about about uh, 2021? And I said Omicron. That was my that was the best thing that happened in 2021 is Omicron because it's finally breaking through all this stuff, all these things. We knew the vaccines were were basically bunked to begin with. We knew that people were being lied to about the effects of COVID. We knew people were getting lied to about hospitalizations with COVID. And now we've got over a million cases of COVID in the US. We don't have people dying all over the place. We don't have ICUs being overrun like we were promised. We now have Anthony Fauci finally admitting. That, yeah, you have to count COVID in hospitals differently when it's with COVID versus from COVID. New York City just said, was it the Governor Hachul, Hachuli, whatever, whatever her name is? She just said, yep, we're, we're changing the way we're counting now. Oh, thanks. After, after two and a half years of this, you're finally going to decide to change the way you count? Why? Because it's not politically convenient for you anymore. Because people are finally waking up. Because people are getting... That red pill that says, we've been lied to. We've been lied to this whole time. We've been vaxxed up. Our children have been locked away. They've been forced to stay home. They've been denied denied social skills. They've been masked so that they can't see each other's facial expressions, which God knows how much damage is going to be done to them after that. Their language skills have been delayed. Their emotional development's been delayed. We have people that have lost their jobs. We have people that have lost their entire careers that have been blackballed now because they refuse to get this vaccine, which now we know hasn't protected us and will not protect us from this variant. I would argue more than just this variant, but let's just say demonstrably from this variant. Oh, so now they decide that they're going to cover their asses. This is a great parade of ass covering that we're seeing in front of our faces as they say, oh, well, you know what? We just realized that we really should be tailing the, uh, the difference here between the two. Now, I told you already in San Jose and Alameda County and two counties in California, they already did recounts. And this was before Omicron. And they found that the number of COVID cases dropped something like 35, 40%. Yeah, because you go to a hospital with whatever, a broken arm or an ailment, they test you. You might be asymptomatic, but you test positive. Okay, now you have COVID. You're part of the, you're part of the lump sum. Or more often than not, people would go in the hospital. And because COVID was so contagious, they're in the hospital for a little while. They you know, a couple of days and they get tested. Oh, now you caught COVID in the hospital. Despite the fact that it's the most sterile environment, despite the fact that everybody's wearing masks, despite the fact that everybody's getting all the precautions taken and everybody's quarantined in their own little areas. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's still spread. What a shock. But now Fauci is saying that, oh, we have to count that, that, that difference, which seems like it would be common sense to have done this earlier to avoid the absolute terror that has been foisted upon Americans with ICUs overrun and the hospitalization rates and the case rates and all this other BS. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, now we have to do it. Not only that, but he also admitted that, oh, yeah, the child rates, right? Because there were all these stories. I talked about one. Again, I think it was on a, on a morning uh, fuckhead rant, but... Oh, the child rates were saying, oh, there was a story from CNN. Oh, my God, the panic to children. The children are going into the hospitals. Oh, my God. Parents, panic. Wrap your children in saran wrap. Put it like the old, was it? The old spaceman thing with Dan Aykroyd, where he's the real scumbag toy guy. You know, take a plastic bag and put it over your kid's head and tie it with a rubber band. Johnny Spaceman. Johnny Spaceman your kids up, everybody. Because COVID's coming for your children. Now, this all turned out to be nonsense as well. And even Anthony Fauci, even God-kidding Anthony Fauci had to admit that. It was a bunch of rubbish. 
most of these kids going in. Now, now the vast majority of kids that are teens that do end up in the hospital with COVID, right? And there are some. New study just came out, and you won't believe this, but yeah, most are drastically obese. Another big surprise, something we knew all along. The people are, that are very overweight are the ones that typically get COVID and suffer from COVID. People with diabetes, people that are very overweight, people that have pre-existing conditions. Nothing's changed. But not only that, you're also talking about kids going to hospitals, right? And they're using three different doctors to say, oh, well, th- we think it's going to happen, right? And there was an increase of like, you know, three times the kids, but they don't tell you how many kids. They just tell you the increase, which means nothing. Could be from one to three. Could be from three to, to nine. You know, you, there's no way of knowing. But not only that, they also are saying that these kids are in there. They make it seem like these kids, every kid that goes into the hospital is immediately being put into the uh, into the chamber, right? And put on a ventilator and put on a nebulizer and getting, the, oh, they had to be resuscitated eight times. No, I'll tell you what's happening. Which is the same why you, you see all these stupid stories about hospitals. Oh my God, overrun with COVID cases. It's because people are stupid. People get tested, they get positive with COVID. And a lot of people, you wouldn't believe how many people when they get a cold, when they get something like COVID, especially when they've been propagandized by the media to freak out and think that they're immediately going to die. And let's not forget the poll that showed that something like, I think it was 60% of Democrats thought that you, when you got COVID, you just went to the hospital. Straight to jail. Straight to hospital. COVID, straight to hospital. They just tell you went straight to the hospital. That was it. Not that you just recovered. Not that your chances of surviving are 99.8%, unless you're in a very small amount of people. So these people get tested and their kid gets tested and they go, oh my God, I got to take little Jimmy to the hospital. So they, they run over to the hospital and the people at the hospital, they go, yeah, he's fine. Take him home. But it counts as a kid going to the hospital. That's how stupid the stats that we're dealing with are. This is how dishonest the media we're dealing with is during this. By the way, if you want exceptionally honest media and more of it, I want to tell you guys about the new feeds we have. Yes, Lions of Liberty. Now, yeah, so many people are portraying it. Don't fast forward through this, by the way. This is important to hear. I want you to hear this so that we can clarify what's happening here. The Lions of Liberty have split our feeds into three optional feeds you may subscribe to. We still have all of the shows, all of the main shows on the main feed here. The Lions of Liberty Network. You'll notice we have a new logo, new fancy black logo. Looks like it's embedded on leather. Mm, it's nice looking. We still have to get our merch made, but we're going to roll out some new merch if you guys want to want a taste of that. Um, the Lions of Liberty Network feed is going to have all three shows just like it always has. That's not going anywhere. What we probably were going to do is, uh, is introduce some bonus content on that feed, you know, a, a public roundtable drinking show once a month, maybe a public conspiracy corner show once in a while. So we're going to have some original content on the main feed that won't be on the three solo feeds and vice versa, because we wanted to do this to give people an opportunity if you don't want to listen to the main feed or for people that are coming in that are not familiar with our shows already, we wanted to give a wider audience the ability to tune in. People that may not want to listen to Mark shows or might find that one, you know, uh, uh, offensive in some way or the other. All right. So they say, oh, I, I like Brian's show better. Maybe it's more approachable. You, you think a friend that's not libertarian would find my show more approachable. Go ahead, send him my show. Maybe it's somebody about the criminal justice centric. Right. And they say, you know, what? this is this is something that's going to appeal to a wider audience of people that are not in the liberty space. So we want to give that feed its dedicated opportunity to grow on its own and not be tethered to the other shows. You can see the thinking behind it. We're also going to do bonus content for these individual feeds, or at least I am. I know Odie is as well. He's posting some of his back catalog. It gives us the opportunity to do more extra material. So, for example, I published on, if you go listen right now, go subscribe and please review, by the way. Very important. Give me some reviews. I'm trying to boost this feed up and get some notoriety. But go subscribe to the solo feed, Electric Liberty Land. 
And you'll find I did uh, one little introductory episode, but also a bonus episode where I review the matrix and I talk about how the matrix and transhumanism, real transhumanism is a blessing and a curse, right? The fears behind becoming transhuman in this movement and the metaverse and everything else and information control. It's a very interesting topic. I did an episode on it. That's extra. I'd like to do more of that, right? Especially, as I said, especially as I transition into a new rebranding, which is going to be forthcoming in a couple months for this show, I'm going to be doing a little bit more of that, just cultural content, right? So go check it out. Electric Liberty Land, go review it. Go subscribe to all the three, all three feeds. You're going to get some bonus content. If you don't like all three, just keep listening to the main one. Share the main one, share all the shows, and thank you in advance. Also, guys, thank you in advance for going and securing your future with iTrust Capital. Now, iTrust Capital got rid of the monthly fees. That's gone. They're out of here. You can sign up if you start your IRA account, right? An IRA, of course, protects your investments from taxes from the government coming in and trying to steal that away from you early. Basically, you start an IRA or a Roth IRA. You can make it full of your crypto portfolio, and iTrust Capital has 25-plus cryptos in there in addition to hard currency, which I love. So your golds, your silvers, you can get those commodities in there. So again, this is an amazing offering. Get in there, you start it up, and they're going to give you $100 in free Bitcoin. So you create an account either on its own or you can even port over an existing account to iTrust Capital. They're going to give you $100 free Bitcoin. You can keep that in there. When you retire down the road, you can take it out tax-free. Or if you just want to trade crypto, you can use it. They have the lowest transaction fees in there. They have two different securities backing them up that are insurers that make sure that your, your funds can stay on there. Unlike a crypto exchange where you want to take it out, this is to keep your money there. They are protected. They are insured. They are secured. So go. You can trade as you want. You can use it as a regular crypto trading platform, or you can invest in right there and, uh, and keep yourself secure. So if you're interested, go to itrust.capital forward slash lions, itrust.capital forward slash lions, get that secured in there, protect your future, get that crypto action going. Okay. Let's see. So I talked about the million, uh, <laughs> oh, let's start with this. I mean, you talk about, <laughs> You talk about the the psychosis that's overtaking people, right? There's a couple of different things that I want to talk about in regards to the uh, the psychosis I just saw pop up. And this is just on top of overall people. Like I saw a Toronto's teacher union demanding that again, that that kids are are that they don't have to go to schools, that they don't have to go and teach, that the, this is gonna be something that is terrifying to them. They all this shit making all these insane demands after all this time, right? Now Ontario had already been locked down, I mean draconian lockdown. And I think this woman was in Toronto, I was looking at, but demanding all of these ramifications be put into place. Oh my god, we have to do this and that and that. In other words, we're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. The children are gonna die with us. Like it's some sort of, uh, of, of you know. I mean, it is a COVID cult, right? We know that it is a COVID cult. But they're getting to the point now where it's almost like threatening to take them with us, right? I'm gonna take your kids with me if you make me go and teach them in person. But speaking of, I'm gonna take your kids with me in a literal sense. There's a woman in New Jersey. Oh, no, I'm sorry. In Long Island. Long Island. There's a teacher in Long Island who has been arrested for injecting a 17-year-old kid with a COVID vaccine at home. We don't know how she got the COVID vaccine. Some doctor, some, some obviously a very morally just purveyor of public health. Uh, maybe a nurse, maybe a doctor. I don't know. I don't want to presume, but. Somebody gave this chick, this teacher, COVID vaccines. And apparently, just like all these people that run secret hormone treatments for kids that want to, you know, that, that say they're trans and have convinced, maybe on TikTok, convinced that they're trans, maybe they are trans, I don't know, but that want to go in outside of their parents' purview or permission and get injected full of hormones. Well, this woman's doing that, but with vaccines. Laura Russo. 54, who is not a doctor or authorized to administer vaccinations, no surprise there, was arrested for a New Year's Eve incident wherein she had a kid come in, like I said, the 17-year-old kid. She shot him full of vaccine. And for some reason, this idiot let another kid tape it. 
on his phone. So clearly she's the brightest bulb. This this is remember, a teacher that's been teaching children in Long Island in the in the, the New York public school system. This bright bulb who took it upon herself to get vaccines, administer them to children without parental permission and allow people to tape it. Need I say more? But anyway, she got arrested and now is facing jail time for injecting this kid. I mean, this is something where, like I said, an example of I'm going to take you with me. Let me drag you into the bowels of hell with me. This is a 17-year-old boy. I don't know if the kid's athletic or not, right? They have his face board out in the video that I saw. He wanted to get it. He says, my parents won't let me. Showing you that the children are being propagandized. Right. Parents say, no, we don't want you to get it. Here's why we'll explain it to you. But he's being told, I'm sure every day by this chicken school that he's going to die without it, that he's in danger, that he's endangering grandma and grandpa and all of his other students. And then he's been told by Joe Biden that it's his patriotic duty to go and get vaccinated, even though we now know it doesn't do anything. And this is spreading like wildfire. A million cases. Woo! Spreading like wildfire. And Joe Biden tweeted that today, by the way. It's your patriotic duty. Of course, I tweeted back at him. It's his patriotic duty not to spread bullshit pro-Big Pharma propaganda that clearly doesn't work. But this kid's being propagandized by mainstream media in his school. I mean, I can't see it propagandized. He's being proselytized. This is becoming something. This is a religion. He is being proselytized into believing that he needs to take this vaccine even though he is at literally zero risk, except he's at advanced risk for having heart issues, which we saw was hidden in Pfizer's own data. They didn't admit that children had these heart issues in the testing, they didn't, in the general testing that people had died from heart issues because they didn't count pericarditis and one of the other, whatever the carditis is. They didn't count the heart attacks because, <laughs> you know, why would you count heart attacks happening during this COVID uh, testing spree? So, this chick literally might take this kid along with her into the uh, the gates of hell. Hopefully he's okay, right? I'm not wishing anything ill on the children, as I said before. I don't want anything bad to happen to the kids, but I fear for what does happen. Another one. How about this example of uh, truly insane behavior? A 19-year-old chick. Let's see. She is from Marissa Fotio. She was flying from Chicago to Reykjavik, Iceland, December 19th, right? She was going to uh, meet her father in uh, Switzerland, her brother and father in Switzerland. Before the flight, this psychopath who had been hoarding tests took two PCR tests, right? Two PCR tests, five rapid tests, all of which came back negative. Then during the flight, she decides, you know what? I'm not safe enough. I can't trust myself. And of course, she's got eight, you know, eight masks on. She's got all the all the visoring, all the masking, everything you could possibly put on. She's obviously vaccinated twice and boosted. Mid-flight decides that she's such a neurotic psycho that she has to test herself again in the middle of the flight. And it came back positive. So what does this person do? Well, as you would imagine, anybody that's going to test themselves mid-flight after taking 17 different tests in advance of this decides that she's now a danger to society. She's a danger to herself. She's a danger to everyone else on the plane. And she now must lock herself in the bathroom for the entire rest of the flight. And that's what she did. She liked, and of course, oh God, I got to share this. I got to share the photo of this chick. <laughs> Oh, dear God. Hold on. I, this is why people, you got to watch the video because you will not, you, it's, you can't write anything better than this. This chick is literally, she's got the giant thing that says face shield on her. She took a picture. She took selfies of herself, obviously, and is sharing her story like she's a hero. And, and of course, CNN is painting her as though she's doing something right. You know, oh, my God, you know, policies among airlines for a COVID positive passenger vary. Oh, like 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 she had to be something like they should have a protocol in place for idiots to test themselves in the bathroom during a flight. <laughs> oh, my God. Although Rico told a hilarious story in Degenerate Gambas about a guy pooping himself and they had a protocol for that in the flight. But I guarantee you that happens much more often. But anyway, she quarantined herself for the good of humanity for the flight and uh, and and stayed in the bathroom the entire time. Just, wow. And this is on the heels of the CEOs of the airlines basically saying, you cannot get it on the flight. 
With a mask, with the filtration systems, they circulate the entire cabin. All the cabin air gets circulated with the six minutes up and out. And we already know that for you to even get it, you have to be in close proximity with somebody who's just breathing into your face, you know, and credit, look, Omicron's spreading, but it's spreading at home with people that live together, that are spending all their time together, that are eating together, that are kissing, that are they're banging. This crazy check. But this is a great example of what I'm talking about. This is a great example of the psychosis that's overtaken us. And these people believing that Biden or any other leader or any other system is going to somehow save them from this virus, which has eluded all of our best efforts. All of our best efforts. Shouldn't this be a blow to the humanity's ego as a whole? Shouldn't this set us back and maybe say, you know what? We can't control this shit. But how dare we presume to control nature? How dare we presume to control these viruses that we don't understand, that we don't know? How dare we presume to even play with them in the first place? Because clearly, I still think this was developed in a lab. I still think it escaped from a lab, gain-of-function junction with Dr. Fauci. How dare we presume to control human behavior and force people into desperate situations thinking that we understand or can control this airborne thing that literally lives to evolve and avoid the exact types of things we're trying to put in its path. It's just mind-boggling. All right, one more uh, quick thing. Oh, yeah, by the way, the uh, United Arab Emirates uh, banned unvaccinated citizens from leaving the country. Leaving the country. Now you have to be vaccinated to get out of the country. How's that? How's that for kicking the nuts? Um, oh, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell found guilty. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you that they protect? I, I already said that they were going to protect all the people in the back. She got found guilty on like, I think one of six counts or something like that. I mean, ridiculous. We all know Comey's sister, Comey's uh, daughter was the prosecution. I told you before, I think that this is because they wanted the counts to fail. They wanted somebody that's going to protect rather than really go after and prosecute these people. And that's basically what happened. The judge is protecting all the all the people that actually had sex with these teens are all protected, which means you know who they are. You know that they're all the power players out there. You know that they're members of the CIA, of the political class, of the elite international class. You know that the big money people that are big lobbyists. You know that they're big members of corporations. So no surprise. The only thing that's going to be surprising if uh, she actually lives. So we'll see if that happens. But I doubt it. I think we'll find her uh, face down in a toilet fairly soon. And last thing I want to wrap up with, guys, because I, uh, I actually got to wrap up soon. I'm supposed to go into a, a, a Flyers game tonight. Fun. Except that two of the players got tested positive with COVID. <laughs> but at least it's in Orange County, so I don't think I have to wear a mask in the stadium. Um you know, Pat Oswalt, I guess, and Dave Chappelle were friends from back in the days of comedy, right? And uh, Pat Oswalt was next door doing a show. Let's see, where was it? In Seattle, which I'm shocked that Dave Chappelle is even uh, welcome in Seattle. I'm sure I'm shocked that their whatever their transsexual communist uh, city council member didn't put a hit out on him or, or lie in front of the tracks of his of the train he came in on or, or strap herself to the front of a car like in Mad Max, you know, and, and have somebody say drive directly into his car. I, I'll happily die for the cause of stopping Dave Chappelle from coming into the city. But apparently he was doing a show in Seattle. Text Pat Oswalt, hey. You want, you want to come over and do a pop-in on my show? So Pat Oswalt says, sure, right? So he posts a picture of him and Chappelle. So he does this and he posts it with this, this uh, caption. Why not? I wave goodbye to this hell year with a genius. I started comedy with 34 years ago, Oswalt wrote. He works in an arena like he's talking to one person and charming their skin off. Anyway, I ended the year with a real friend and a deep laugh. Can't ask for much more. Naturally... All of Pat Oswalt's idiot fr- idiot fans and Pat Oswalt's become so insufferably woke that I'm I mean I give Dave Chappelle credit for considering him a friend for staying friends with him and I don't know what they're like behind the scenes maybe Pat Oswalt is far less of a woke asshole behind the scenes than he is in public and on his Twitter and on his Instagram maybe he actually acts like a comedian when he's in po- personal conversations with people and laughs at funny jokes rather than just shaking his finger at people like an old uh well i don't want to i don't want to give the joke away so anyway 
he gets all this shit for going on stage with Chappelle. And frankly, like I said, I was surprised Chappelle brought him up on stage. But my theory is that Dave Chappelle didn't realize that he was actually bringing up Patton Oswalt. And uh, I'll show you a picture again. So, you know, two bad guys go watch the video feed. But I'll show you this picture again of Dave Chappelle and Patton Oswalt. And uh, as you can see by this picture, I think Chappelle just honestly thought that he was inviting an elderly trans woman up on the stage to to be with them as a gesture to the trans community. Because that's what Patton Oswalt looks like now. He looks like a very old trans woman. So who's to know? <laughs> but it certainly backfired on Patton Oswalt, who then walked it back because he said, oh, well, you know, I, I, I saw a friend and I, I talked to him. You know, he's refocused and refined ideas. A lot of us talk about race and history and uh, we've done good gigs, open mics and tapings. And then he goes, goes on to say, we also 100% disagree about transgender rights and representation. I support trans people's rights, anyone's rights, to live safely in the world to their fullest selves. For all the things he's helped me evolve on, I'll always disagree with where he stands now on transgender issues. What a fucking asshole. What a little weasel. I mean, seriously, what what a little scum weasel Patton Oswalt is. I, I didn't have any respect left for Patton Oswalt before, but I definitely don't now. Dave Chappelle, you know, Patton Oswalt said, I ended the, the year with a friend. I'm not, does Dave Chappelle consider you a friend anymore? I wouldn't. You throw him under the bus. Did you watch his special, Patton? I'm sure you didn't. Because you wouldn't say something that stupid if you had. His last special, The Closer... Chappelle's not not regressive on trans issues. He's accepting of trans people. He tells a lovely story about bringing a trans a trans comedian up on stage, talking to her about it, <laughs> being friends with her. This is insane that these people have taken to this guy. I mean, he he defends, he's describing himself as a turf in a joke, right? He's acknowledging that there's a difference between women and men. All right, that's Dave Chappelle's. That's Dave Chappelle's issue. He's upset with how the trans community has attacked him. He has nothing, nothing to, to against trans people. He has nothing to say to set them back. He doesn't want them caged. He doesn't want anybody who's out of a giant made into a dick to have their dick flipped back in and shoved back inside their body. But yet, if you hear Pat Oswalt talk, it certainly sounds like it. It certainly sounds like Dave Chappelle's the biggest bigot in the world, according to this little freaking troll. Just pathetic. Pathetic. You get on stage with the guy because it's going to be a great self-promotional move for you to get in front of his audience, and then you just stab him in the back. Mm, mm, mm. Hope it's worth, Patton. Hope it's worth all the adoration of your uh, 0.001% of the population trans crowd. Anyway, that's going to do it, guys. Listen to Burn in Daylight, by the way, if you have the chance. Check out a great podcast from my buddy Matt McKinley. Cowboying. Cattle ranching. Whiskey drinking, joke slanging, liberty loving. All right, what more was, What more can you ask for? Burning with an apostrophe then the end. Burning daylight, and, uh, and that'll do it. So, guys, remember, go subscribe to that Electric Liberty Land feed. Leave me a review. Leave a review here, by the way, and share the show. You're going to get all sorts of good stuff on there. Thank you very much for listening. For me, Brian McWilliams, and from Electric Liberty Land, always stay plugged in to Liberty. <laughs>